Welcome to a day of prayer. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father but through me. Together, let's engage in relationship with Christ through prayer, faith, and His Word. Good morning, everybody. My name is Layla, and you're listening to A Day of Prayer's Morning Bible Study. We're so glad you could join us this morning, but before we get into the Word, let's take a moment and pray. God, we thank you for today. We thank you for this beautiful morning, Lord, that you blessed us with, Lord. We like we thank you for the good animals that we get to see, Lord. We thank you for the seasons, Lord, and the sunlight and the moonlight. God, we thank you for our partners and our listeners. We thank you for this time together. We thank you for your Holy Spirit, Lord. And we thank you for your salvation and your deliverance, God. We bless your name. In Jesus' name, amen. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Amen. Well, good morning and welcome, everyone. We're glad to have you with us as we continue our study in the Word. And we are in the book of Acts, chapter 23. This morning we are moving forward and we're going to cover... Verses 25 through 35. So could I get a volunteer to read that section of scripture, please? I will. All right, LaCharles. He wrote a letter in the following manner. Claudius um, Lysias, to the most excellent governor Felix, greetings. This man was seized by the Jews and was about to be killed by them. Coming with the troops, I rescued him, having learned that he was a Roman. And when I wanted to know the reason they accused him, I brought him before their council. I found out that he was accused concerning questions of their law, but had nothing charged against him deserving of death or chains. And when it was told me that the Jews lay in wait for the man, I sent him immediately to you and also commanded his accusers to state before you the charges against him. Farewell. Then the soldiers, as they are commanded, took Paul and brought him by night to Antipas. And the next day they left the horsemen to go on with him and return to the barracks. When they came to Caesarea and had delivered the letter to the governor, they also presented Paul to him. And when the governor had read it, he asked what province he was from. And when he understood he from Caesarea, he said, I will hear you when your accusers also have come. And he commanded him to be kept in Herod's praetorium. Mm-hmm. All right. So. We are picking up where we left off, right? The Lord's protecting Paul in yes. the barracks and through his um, nephew, right, who heard the plot to kill him. And now action's being taken to send him to Felix. Okay? And yes. And for natural man-made things, attempt to preserve Paul's life, although... We know that is the Lord moving on his behalf from the word that he spoke to Paul that he must go to Rome. All right. So now we're going to open the floor and give each of you the opportunity to share what Holy Spirit is speaking and ministering to you and to ask any questions that you have. So who would like to begin? I would. Um, All right, LaCharles. One thing that the Lord is pointing out to me is that we see here that... um, that Claudius understood after the second time when he's brought before the council and he understood that they're being questioned concerning his law concerning the concerning the law of the Jews and how the Lord was just reminding me of how most times in our own lives we accuse people of things that 
that are pertained to us. And um, mommy gave the example and she said that if the Lord told her not to eat sugar, it's not a sin for someone else to eat sugar. And also that the same is true in our own life. Just because the Lord talks to us about one certain thing or one aspect about ourselves doesn't mean that it's now everybody else. And the Lord remind me of how in my own life, the Lord may talk to me about something. Then immediately I go around and say, this is what the Lord was talking about. And I think you should be doing this. And how the Lord sometimes has to tell me, um, I was talking to you specifically about this issue. Mm-hmm. And we can see the same is true here inside of this letter that what they were accusing him on was something that they also needed to bring into alignment with the Lord. Hmm. And the same, it's so easy for us to do in our own lives to disregard what the Lord's saying to us to try to apply it to someone else. And we can see here is that that's what was going on. um, And how with the, since this is referring to the previous section, how Paul was referring and talking to them, looking from a perspective of, okay, Lord, this is what I need to fix and what I need to understand and do, Lord, and was moving forward in that. And we can see here is that the Roman here was understanding that and was acknowledging the fact that what Paul had done was not necessarily wrong. He had actually, he had done nothing wrong on which they accused him. Mm-hmm. So even by their own standards that they tried to accuse him, he still hadn't done anything wrong, but most certainly he hadn't done anything wrong against any um, governmental law. Yes. So amen. Amen. Um, it is easier to judge others and not judge ourselves, but, um, you know, in all things, the Lord wants us to apply love. And even when we look at ourselves and examine ourselves, he's not saying, um, hate yourself. He's not telling us to do that. What in any way, shape or form, but he's saying, um, just be honest and willing to apply love so you can hear what God has to say. Um, But also about this section, I appreciated that Claudius did write the letter and, you know, explained it and, and did what was for his role, getting Paul safely out of the city. But then also you can see how many, because of the way God chose to do things, how many people were touched and had the opportunity to hear the gospel preached to them. So whereas Felix, he never would have come in contact with him, right? The governor, yes, yes. He never yes. would have had a chance to come in contact with this man to preach the gospel in his hearing directly without being in this particular situation. Maybe they could have bumped into each other at the market, but that would have been a momentary instance. But God had ordained for them to come and spend days together, if you will, hearing the word of God. So he had a proper opportunity to hear the word and to believe on the name of Jesus, if that was going to be his choice. So just seeing the wisdom of God and making sure that we keep our focus on the Lord in this perspective and not necessarily on the fleshly activities of others, because I mean, we could talk all day, but then we'd have to talk all day about our own failures of faith and failures of missing the plan of God and betraying the Lord. Um, But seeing that even through the midst of this, though, as the scripture says, you can, the horse may be prepared for battle. But deliverance comes from the Lord, and there's no counsel against him. There's no counsel against God. So you can, you can scheme, you can plot, you can plan all you would like, but the Lord is our deliverer, and that's where our focus should be and our hope should be on our daily walk 
to make sure that we're not only doing the things that are pleasing to him, but we also trust him because without faith, it's impossible to please the Lord. Promise. Okay. And the Lord's talking to me about in Claudius's letter, he said that the Jews were laying in wait for him. And the Lord's also showing me that Claudius and Paul weren't trying to take things inside of their own hand and punish those people. And also with that, they also, a couple last podcast, which Charles had said that they thought that they would pressure God into doing something. And it was important for Paul and Claudius to understand that it wasn't necessarily them behind the, doing the act, but it's a spiritual matter, especially on Paul's part. And also, we have to understand that part of fasting is not trying to, is buffing your flesh. That is also part of it, but... The Lord brought me to Matthew eleven twenty eight through thirty one, I believe. Let me get there. Twenty eight through thirty. Come to me, all you who are, all you who are late, all you who labor and are heavy laden, and I'll give you less rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and lowly in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. And the Lord has also shown me that part of what the fasting is, is not trying to subdue your flesh until a more opportune time. It is subduing the flesh completely so you can able, so you're able to actually get with the blessing that the Lord has for you. Amen. To purge out sin from your own flesh and and not like you said to wait for a more opportune time to enact the sinful things that the human nature wants to do um the the right way to use the word of god is never to try to have evil come about it's always and only for the perfect will of god which is always good yes promise my love and then also the lord compared the two responses of claudius with um, the man inside of Ezekiel, sorry, Jeremiah, and how when they had said that Ishmael was going to go attack and kill him, he said, you speak wrong about these people and said that they're liars. And how the Lord's talking to me about how it's important for us to listen to the Lord completely, not try to only listen halfway and claim that that's good enough and say that the Lord wants to tell something that he'll do inside a short amount of time. And the Lord especially talked to me about inside of our lives, how especially if the Lord wants to work through us, we have to most of the time just wait for a couple key words and then scrap the rest and try to do those key words in order to fulfill what the Lord has for us. But that won't work because we have to get all the fullness. Mm-hmm. Amen. So that's something the Lord wants you to actively recognize and to apply hear the whole counsel of the Lord and apply all of the counsel that he provides to you. That way you will mature, right? Be whole and be lacking nothing. Amen. And and also with Claudius's response, he had to be willing to listen to the Holy Spirit for what's right and what's wrong instead of trying to judge it from his physical perspective. (laughs) Because this was... Um, Paul's nephew had come and one could have thought that if you're looking for a physical perspective that he was just trying to look for a way out and try to kidnap Paul and keep him out, keep him out of the barracks mm-hmm. and no. how that both 
Claudius and Paul had to be aware of what the Holy Spirit was moving and had to follow through with that and not just hear them and go, oh, well, that's nice. And then try to, Mm -hmm. mommy? No, go ahead, sweetheart. Try to what, honey? And then try to do nothing and hope that the Holy Spirit will do something and then just appear and, and have sent down angels to then take care of the situation. But we also have to do inside the physical there's mm-hmm. a physical part of what we're supposed to be doing. Mm-hmm. We have to fulfill the role that the Lord has put into our hands. That's what he wants us to do. Like f- f- take our, do our part that he asks us to do. We don't generate what our own part is. We receive that from the Lord and then we have to carry it out with the help that the Holy Spirit provides. But I want to say this. Uh, we don't have any clear indication just because Claudius may not have been a believer. He may not have known Holy Spirit was leading him to to specifically identify Holy Spirit said, you know, here's Holy Spirit's voice. Paul did. Paul knew who God was because he cultivated a relationship with him. So he was able to discern Holy Spirit's leading and guiding and even receive the witness of the word that the Holy Spirit, I mean, I'm sorry, the Lord Jesus said to him when he came to visit him and speak with him the previous, um, the night, during the night. But Claudius may have just had a feeling. I feel like this is what's right. That doesn't seem right what they're saying over here, but I feel like this is what's right to do. And the Holy Spirit can absolutely lead someone who is unaware of his presence, if you will, or unaware of his his deity, his existence, um, because he may not have known that there was a Holy Spirit and that Holy Spirit does guide and lead. But we know that he's there. We know that it was Holy Spirit doing this because in our flesh, no human flesh has any good qualifications in it, but it's always and only continual wicked without God. But because he chose, yes, when the Holy Spirit provided an opportunity for him to make a good choice, he said yes to it. And then he said yes again when he was prompted to go down and deliver Paul. Because he could have said, well, I will, I'll let him tear him from limb to limb. And then I'll be done with the matter. Matter solved. You know, case resolved. If he chose to have a wicked heart about it. But he made a different choice. So Holy Spirit was able to come in that opportunity. But Claudius may not have recognized, Holy Spirit, that's you. Because that is something that is learned. We have to learn to mm-hmm. recognize Holy Spirit. We have to learn his voice and his prompting and his guiding. Most people, when they're being used by God, if they don't have a relationship directly with Jesus Christ or a known one to them, they won't recognize Holy Spirit as that's Holy Spirit talking to me. Um, but Charles, you had something to say, baby? Yes, along with that, the Lord was showing me was that we still have a role to play. It's not just us sitting there or as dad says, when you're invited to a house, you don't sit at the doorway where they put their shoes, you move forward into the house, depending on your relationship. And how the Lord was saying that he encourages us to move forward into the house and stop sitting by the door. And with that, how it relates is that with hearing the Holy Spirit, it's not just us sitting at the door saying, okay, Lord, I'm not going to listen to you and you're miraculously going to move through my limbs, Lord. And that's good enough and it will absolve us from all, um, all the consequences we would claim of going or doing something, we feel like the Holy Spirit should be doing that. And also with it, we have to consider and understand that the Holy Spirit's not moving us. We have to respond. He's not moving us like a puppet, making us walk and do what he wanted. But Claudius had a choice. He could have listened to what he, what the feeling told him and move forward in that, which was the Holy Spirit. Or he could have denied it and say, no, I'm going to do what I say what I will, what I want. And with that, we have to be conscious and considerate that not every voice that talks to us is from the Lord. 
If you're just listening for voices, uh, you have some problems. That's what the Lord was speaking to me about is that we should be listening in, in our relationship with the Holy Spirit. We should be listening for his specific voice, not just something that tells us to do what we feel is right or what we think is right. Because we know the devil comes as an angel of light. And then additionally with this, um, the Lord was also speaking to me about the clean conscience that Claudius had, I say, about his own actions. And he exhorted and told me that we should have a same conscience towards ourselves, meaning that we don't say we are without sin or we are without fault. But when the Lord forgives us, we shouldn't be lingering in. And we see here that he describes all of his actions as though he did everything correctly and he did nothing wrong. He didn't remember his own faults in the Lord saying that should be our perspective towards the Lord, meaning that we don't say, oh, Lord, I've done this wrong and that wrong. And we continue to live in that, but we move forward and go forward boldly in what he has said, not slinking back because of our previous sins or our previous um, falling short. Uh, shortcomings. Shortcomings, thank you. But mm -hmm. we have to continue to move forward. Dad, did you have something? So, so you mean, are you, sp are you specifically referring to the instance where, yes, he found out Paul was a Roman citizen in the midst of scourging him? Yeah. When he was getting to, ready to. He no, had no, already so bound he, him. he was scourging him and questioning him in the midst of this. And that's how that came out. So, yes, I, I like how that part was, you know. Omitted. Conveniently, <laughs> yes, omitted, excluded from the report. However, what do we know about the, the Lord and the moving of the Lord? And in that included is Holy Spirit, right? What do we know about him? He always brings about peace, Right? Yes. And he gives us peace beyond understanding, right? Mm -hmm. Yes. Look at everything that Claudius, Claudius Lysias, was moved to do. He first, uh, we didn't cover it in this section, right? But he has two. He has centurions with two hundred soldiers and seventy horsemen, and this is mm -hmm. two hundred seventy-two people so far. Right? 200 yes. spearmen. That's another four. So 472 people. And then they were given instructions. And this letter. So there was 40 people. And yes, that had set out, 40 people set out to, to kill or eliminate Paul. And there was clearly a lot of unrest going on in Jerusalem. But did that not... Well, between the time and, uh, you could say, mass amount of troops, of soldiers that were prepared to do battle mm -hmm. to protect the, the transport of Paul mm -hmm. to another area, right, where to provide safety and semblance and you don't bring peace to, the, to, to Jerusalem. Uh, do we not see how the Lord orchestrated that? But then even with that, now... Felix, the governor, has more troops there initially, right? Yes. And instructions. He has a complete understanding of the situation at hand. So he can carry and conduct himself accordingly and provide peace. And there's also time. Because Felix said, I'm not going to move until your accusers arrive. However long that was. So I don't even want to hear the matter. 
don't defend yourself, don't worry, right? Yes. Yes. And that's exactly what the Lord does. Well, now that's just time that Paul can spend with the Lord in prayer, as clearly he often did, and as we should also. Hopefully it doesn't come down to we have to be in these type of positions in order to get before our Lord and Savior. So, but just recognize, let's, let's be in prayer constantly. And know what Paul wrote about? Yes. yes. And constantly pray for all the saints. So, just recognize those things. Yes, Dan. Yes, Dan. What else? That was all I had promised. Did you have something you wanted to say? Oh, yes. Um, in When you're talking about Claudius, you said that if we're just listening for voices, um, Dolores also talked to me about if we're just listening for voices, we're always going to be led astray because I believe, um, Mommy, you said this, that there are many voices inside the world, and if we're just listening for voices, and if we're not listening to the right voice, and if we don't test them, we're going to be led astray by one of those voices. Absolutely. There are many voices in the world. There there are people talking to, you know, trying to convince and persuade of things and there are spirits behind it. There are wicked spirits and there are good spirits, right? Good spirits would be the angels of the Lord. It, there's yes. nothing outside of that. Holy Spirit um, and the Godhead. However, when we desire, when we truly desire to be led by God into truth, the Holy Spirit will always be the voice who answers us. But when you just desire to hear confirmation of what your own desire is, then that's when the potential to be led astray. So we never have to be afraid because that's that's why the Lord gave the parable or the saying that which of you, if your child desired bread, would give him a rock? If your child desired a fish, you would give him a snake, right? And if you being wicked yes. know how to give good gifts, how much more so does my father give the Holy Spirit to those who ask him. So if you ask God for his Holy Spirit, you ask God for his wisdom and his guidance from a heart of truth, like sincerely just wanting to know God's word and his truth, you will always be led by the Holy Spirit. But if you go, tell me what I want to hear, right? If that's your secret desire, your mouth says one thing, but your hope and your secret desire is that you will be confirmed in your thoughts because you want to see your own will done and you want to have your way, now the door is open for the adversary to deceive because the pure desire is not to receive truth. It's to receive your own will to be done. So that's where that comes into play. But children of God never have to worry. Do we have to develop the, uh, the ability to hear the Lord's voice, especially above our own? Yes. But when we come into Christ and we have salvation, we are sealed. So we, we cannot be demon-possessed, right? We cannot... Um, yes be occupied by any any other spirit other than the Holy Spirit, right? So we don't have to be yes. afraid or any of that nature. However, we do keep our feet from sin, right? And the wicked one yes. touches us not. And we desire to hear God's heart. We desire to know the truth. His truth is the only truth there is and not be self-seeking and self-willed. And we're always going to be safe and fine in that. Amen. Well, let's pause there for today. And with that, can I get a volunteer to close out in prayer, please? I will. All right, I promise. Lord, just thank you for today. Just thank you for giving us your word, Lord, and giving us the ability to learn from you, Lord. And Lord, I also just thank you for giving us the opportunity to come before you, Lord, and understand everything that you've given to us, Lord, and that whatever you say, Lord, is perfect, Lord, and that whenever we complete your will, Lord, that 
will be inside of your perfect will, Lord. That will be perfect, Lord. In the name of Jesus, amen. Amen. In Jesus' name, amen. And amen. We love you. God bless you. Have a wonderful day. Want to know more about a day of prayer? Sign up for our newsletter where you'll get the latest updates on the ministry, inspiring messages, and coupon codes for the merch shop. Visit our website, adayofprayer.org, click on Connect in the menu bar, and complete the form. Be sure to check the box that says subscribe. Thank you for listening to A Day of Prayer. We trust the Lord that you are strengthened and encouraged in your relationship with Christ. Visit us on our website, adayofprayer.org, where you can check out our blog, find additional study resources, or shop the official A Day of Prayer store. Remember, Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father but through me. So until next time, take care and God bless you.